Before we get to the show, we have a request. The media, as you knew it, is dead. Fox is dead. So don't turn it on and listen to it in the afternoon and during the evening hours till you go to bed, as most people used to do in the living room. Support free media. There's not many channels out there. There's the Epic Times, Gateway Pundit, a few others. But there's CDM. We are a growing global media conglomerate. We have websites and reporters all over the world, 12 at last count. The Colorado Free Press is coming on next week, and we're opening another paper in Montana after that. So the cavalry is coming, but we need your support. We have a no-ad subscription. It's 10 bucks a month. You don't see any ads. We know people don't like ads on their phones. They don't like pop-ups. Well, you can do something about it. So when you're sitting around the fire when you're older and your grandchild asks you, what did you do during the Great People's War, Papa? You can tell them, I helped CD Media and I helped Free Media save the Republic. So go to our channels, go to cdm.press, go to the Georgia Record, go to wherever you can find CD Media. We have a lot of websites and simply sign up for our no ad subscription. It's 10 bucks a month. It's not a lot. There's a discount for an annual subscription. So help us out, support free media, and do something. You know, there was 3% that did something during the American Revolution. Be the 3%. Help CD Media get our no-ad subscriptions. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm Christine Dolan, and um, this is our Globalist Conversation in Plain Sight show today. And we are back with uh, one of our favorite contributors, Sasha Latipova. Welcome to the show, Sasha. Hi, Christine. Thank you for inviting me. So you have been recognized as one of the world's experts on manufacturing and you've been of uh, vaccinations. So you have been in the industry for you know, almost 30 years and you have come out swinging with your declarations and research is, that has a lot of attention, but now you're even being recognized at some of the highest levels. Tell us about that. Your name was added to a list this week and it's stunning. Uh, yeah, so, the, so uh, well, it turns out my name has been on that list uh, for a long time, since uh, 2021. Uh, but the, the list itself, um, I'm not sure when it came out. I just uh, found it uh, from one of the uh, writers on Substack uh, who referred to another writer. And apparently uh, this list has been uh, produced through freedom of information request uh, by the New York City Health Department. Uh, so apparently New York City Health Department has been uh, gathering uh, intelligence online uh, on uh, dissent uh, from the official narrative uh, for, from the vaccine vaccination mandate. And uh, they hired uh, this uh, cybersecurity, well, the company that, that markets themselves as cybersecurity company, but for unknown reasons, they do very little in cybersecurity and a lot in intelligence gathering. Um, so this company called uh, groupsense.io uh, was hired by New York City uh, Department of Health 
to gather intelligence online from social media using open source intelligence tool, set, uh, tool sets um, and compile this list um, and send them reports. And these reports are collated into um, about uh, 850 page document. Uh, there are numerous reports uh, starting from June uh, 2021 and going, I believe, to September 2022. And I am on it, <laughs> along with with a lot of other people. So your your and and Children's Health Defense is on the list. By the Kennedys on the list. Oh, of course, of course, as as uh, uh, prominent anti-vaxxers as they're as they're called there and conspiracy theorists, of course, uh, Children's Health Defense and Robert Kennedy Jr. are uh, profiled numerous times. So tell us, what have you learned about this company? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I, I saw that list. I was delighted to be on it. Uh, and uh, I said, well, um, you know, let me uh, do some intelligence gathering myself uh, about this <laughs> about this company. And so what I found, uh, Groups.io uh, has a, a very kind of fake looking website. I mean, it looks like a template um, and it has a lot of things on it. And, uh, uh, you know, so as I said, they, they call themselves cybersecurity company, but a lot of their services that they advertise and uh, let me just... Um, uh, so, so, so they have very interesting service lines. Um, they have, for example, digital risk protection services, uh, and uh, they, they, um, uh, they're saying that this is to prevent cyber attacks. Uh, but again, this, is, this looks like this page advertises uh, their intelligence gathering services using uh, in intelligence gathering tool such as TraceLight. Uh, and unclear who developed it. Uh, I mean, it, it, there are some some usual suspects. Uh, it's, and this is how it's described. TraceLight ingests over 500 OSINT, which is open source intelligence sources, and covers all major and minor social media networks for uh, complete open web coverage. So uh, again, not clear how this is connected to cybersecurity. And uh, the most interesting service that they offer uh, is uh, that uh, they they call it adversary engagement. Um, what, is, what does that mean? All these crazy terms. What does that mean? Yeah. So they describe it as uh, GroupSense is one of the few vendors that still communicate directly with threat actors using 1,000 uh, or over 1,000 carefully crafted and maintained personas. So, so they're telling you we make fake social media accounts Mm. Uh, to distract and brainwash masses, obviously, to post all these idiotic messages on Twitter, for example. I, I mean, I am pretty sure, you know, all my experience with Twitter has been uh, with these kinds of fake social media accounts. They're obviously fake. They use the same words. Uh, they And it's probably, you know, it's probably like a dozen fake accounts driven by one person. Um, and all they do is create uh, BS content on Twitter and uh, various diversions, distractions, and attacks on uh, uh, normal accounts. Um, so so that, that's the kind of company uh, that a New York City Health Department hired uh, to, to monitor dissenting citizens. Um, so what, what, what do we know, Sasha? I mean, who, who owns this company? Do we know names? Do we know the bios of anybody behind the, the name of the company? Do we know how much money that the, the New York Department, New York City Department of Health paid these people and why they did this? Uh, 
Yeah, so the, what's interesting, uh, it's still not clear how much they were paid because nobody, you know, there are few people who tried to look this up mm -hmm. and they cannot find uh, corresponding, you know, line items in the New York City uh, budget. But clearly this was hired by uh, New York uh, City Health Department and they obviously paid these people to, to do it. So from, from And it may have been a cut up. It may have been a former company uh, hiring the New York you know, I, I, I think it was New York City. Yeah, I think it was New York City, but it was paid probably by the Department of Defense from the COVID response money. So that's why it doesn't show up on the uh, New York City budget itself. Uh, so the that so that's that would be my theory. Uh, and then uh, who who owns them? I don't know who owns them, but we have uh, uh, bios of. Uh, of their executives, so executive team. So tell, name them, who are these people? So there are a few interesting ones. Uh, there's, uh, for example, and, and I don't know these people, um, you know, I've never heard of their names, obviously, but uh, they clearly show ties to the Department of Defense and intelligence community. And, and so there's some sort of uh, retired uh, or left the proper, you know, intelligence community, CIA and DOD, and set up this private contractor. Uh, so uh, one person back Tran, his name is is uh, a retired uh, DOD guy who spent a career uh, selling um, Cisco services to federal and DOD and intelligence. Okay, obviously some IT services. Mm -hmm. Then there is uh, a person Adam Bregenzer. Uh, who uh, seems like a tech person who builds all sorts of um, intelligence uh, tool sets. Um, and his uh, claim to fame is uh, a toolkit called Samael and Medusa. And that's a black box ga uh, gateway that creates a secure, anonymizing, transparent firewall, uh, importantly, protecting its users from embarrassing public disclosure. And another interesting feature of this In other words, it's, it's a countermeasure to anybody. It's a countermeasure for somebody, DOD, pharmaceutical, mm -hmm. the medical community who has lied to the public. Yeah, so to take down the content that they don't like. And also this, uh, this platform has a feature uh, to crack passwords, interestingly. Uh, oh, they want to know who everybody's communicating to, with. Yeah, is uh, it just on social media or is it for their people's emails? Uh, probably both. Uh, and uh, so they're saying. Uh, so, so, so then, but then the most interesting person on this uh, executive team is somebody called uh, Bryce or Bruce. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, Webster Jacobson. Who's so he's, he's director of intelligence operations. What's his uh, background? Uh, sorry? What's his background? Yeah, and his background is um, what's surprising. So he looks like about 40-year-old. Uh, and uh, But it, interestingly, according to his public LinkedIn profile, he only started working in 2015. Uh, and uh, he, all his career, essentially, is he's a, a student life department intern or assistant uh, student media activities organization. So he's hopping from uh, university to university, being a student life uh, liaison uh, from, uh, you know, universities I've never heard of, a kind of second third tier 
Uh, he is uh, in, in charge, and on his resume it says he's in charge of strategic educational initiatives, which is very interesting. And then all of a sudden he... This is the Generation Z? Yeah. So, so he is uh, uh, bumming around with students uh, and, uh, I don't know, doing some, some strategic initiatives on them uh, in different universities. Then he ages out of that role. And uh, he is placed into this, you know, all of a sudden he's director of intelligence operations at this contractor that does cybersecurity, well, cybersecurity and intelligence gathering for the U.S. for different uh, levels of U.S. government. Uh, and, uh, you know, so he all of a sudden he's he's qualified for this job where nothing on his resume says that he is like he was a. He was just organizing student activities, apparently. Well, so, you know, there's a lot of people think you can go from being a community leader to the White House, as Obama did. So, I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. maybe organizing people and organizing crowds and, you know, flash mobs on the Internet for to, to, to out people that disagree with you is maybe what he thinks is a real job. That probably is what he thinks his uh, his uh, real calling is: is to spy on people and uh, quash uh, dissent for those in power. Um, and uh, you know, and so so that's that's who we have running this. Also, it says that he was um, he is trained in uh, OSINT collection, um, collection? Uh, the open source intelligence um, tool sets. Uh, for some reason. So, yeah, so th th this is so crazy to me. So it's open source. So, I mean, what do you mean train? You read, all right? You put things together, you analyze it, you connect the dots. If you have a narrative that you want to push, you're going to connect, you're going to collect the information to push the narrative as opposed to going after the truth. Well, yeah. And, and so these tools, <clears throat> basically, uh, again, so when the company markets itself cybersecurity, they're saying, oh, we're going to monitor these dark web actors who are, you know, subversive and blah, blah. But all this means is we're, we have a bunch of tools, you know, like we can read social media, obviously, and make connections and think. But they have um, technologies uh, that can process the volume of information very, very quickly and volume of, of these uh, posts and, uh, you know, social media accounts that obviously we have a huge amount now. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I thought to myself when you called me, you told me you made the list and, you know, I called you and you sent me the email and, you know, I called you immediately and we laughed about it because it's an acknowledgement that obviously you're over the target. All right. Yeah. Why do you, th why do you think that they were, they were targeting you in 2021? I well, I think you know my my personal theory is in 2021 there were very few professionals who were speaking about it. There were doctors, and they were specifically going after people with professional backgrounds, people who were credentialed, uh, you know, scientists and doctors. And I'm neither, but I I have a deep experience in the pharmaceutical industry. So well, not only that, it's 60, 60 clients that you had in the pharmaceutical industry. And you also had a very unique relationship with Pfizer because not only did you work for Pfizer, but they, they invested in your company before you sold it. So mm -hmm. if you were speaking out with your background in Pfizer, it, it gives, if you're disagreeing with Pfizer, you're giving it some cachet. It's like Dr. What's the man's name in England? Dr. Yaden. Dr. Eden, he was, who's also made it on this list, obviously. Right. And yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it, take it as a compliment. Uh, 
Oh, absolutely. I, I am. I yeah, this is nothing to be intimidated on other than the fact that, you know, it's, it's if they censor you, then you have a good case. Um, if, yes. they, if they defame you, if they misinform on that which you are reporting, you know, that may be another case. But uh, how, how do we find out about this list? Who found it? Well, so the uh, Substack writer I found it on is his name Ashmedai, and it's a it's a uh, it's a pseudonym. I don't know who that person is, mm -hmm. but they were on that profiled on that list, and 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 so so this person wrote about it, and uh, you know I found it. I thought it was hilarious, but the the sort it came from another Substack that posted the uh, the FOIA itself, and. Uh, you know, and I, and I briefly read it and I saw so many familiar names on it. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised they were all profiled because mostly, as I said, they were going after people who, who were credible, credentialed, who had experience in it and who could uh, provide effective, effective counter narrative to the government narrative. And clearly, they, you know, even even the, the words that this report uses, you know, the, the, they title their reports uh, disinformation cadence reports. Exactly. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, like this is a military term. And I heard exactly. it from General Perna, by the way, that that same word cadence. Uh, so it's clearly it like you're, the, you're the enemy, Sasha. Has, 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 has it feel to be part of the enemies list? I mean, it's craziness. It's absolutely crazy. I was on the on the blacklist of my uh, uh, school marm in the Soviet Union, uh, and, and I, you know some things never change. <laughs> so what? So so you've been you've been you're originally from Ukraine. You've been yes. here for how many years? Well, so actually, almost exactly half my life. So I left in my late late twenties. I left the former Soviet Union. I, I mean, I grew up in the Soviet Union. Then it collapsed. Uh, you know, I, I worked there for a while through all these you know dark years, uh, and uh, and then I and I left to get my graduate degree, and then subsequently worked in the U.S. And so that was in the late nineties. And, 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 you know, when I, when I came here, I was like, wow, this is wonderful. This is the best country in the world. Uh, I mean, look at all this freedom that we have. And, and I was convinced that that was the case up until 2020, actually. I was pretty deluded, it turns out, uh, you know, but my eyes were quickly opened with all this nonsense that started very, very heavy handed in 2020. I think they you know, they, they, they were doing all this, obviously, for a long period of time, very quietly, and so that most people who are busy working, raising families won't notice. Uh, and then in 2020, it all came out. And okay, I was deluded before, but I quickly realized what was going on. And, and so and, and many of my current colleagues also, and uh, we started speaking, and that immediately landed us on this list. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's what's very interesting to me as somebody who was who was who is an American whose families lived here for generations. I see the value of people who have lived, who've been born abroad, who came to the United States, who see what's going on, especially if they came from totalitarian states, communist states, socialistic states. But they really, you know, we've, we've had a couple of American conversations. We have to get you on that. But we've had people born in other countries, whether it's Jamaica, South Korea, China, you know, Colombia. 
speaking out and saying, hey, America, wake up. We've seen this in our own countries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? and, and, and interestingly, New York uh, City's health department was clearly uh, aware of this and uh, of this trend. And uh, so the targets of this report, what I forgot to mention, were for ethnic communities that they racially profiled right, right. away. Yeah, they were interested, not just in, you know, average Manhattan. What they were interested in is in East Brooklyn, South Brooklyn, uh, Bronx, and uh, I believe Queens, Flushing. So, so Chinese community, uh, Russian, which is mostly Jewish immigrants, and uh, historically immigrants from the um, Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, and, uh, you know, so, so people who escaped communism from China or from the Soviet Union. Uh, and uh, uh, African Americans uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the Nation of Islam. So, and themselves in that report, they state that, oh, you know, these are people who are suspicious of the government and uh, don't trust the government and uh, have historically been wronged, such as African Americans. Uh, and <laughs> so my point was, wow, these people are self-aware and they immediately target those who would be for good reason, suspicious of the government. <laughs> you know? well, when you think about the timing, <clears throat> this would be, they open this up, at least this is what we know so far. They opened this up in June of 2021. So that is about six, almost seven months after the early rollout of the vaccination. Mm -hmm. It is before the breakthrough cases really elevated themselves, which mm -hmm. is the end of July, beginning of August, that we knew the people who had vaccinated had received the COVID shots. In fact, we're getting COVID by August. I mean, that was just, that was a, that, that was obvious to people. Well, not obvious, people denied mm -hmm. it, but it was obvious to people like you and me who were watching this. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> at that point in time, there were less African-Americans that were getting shots. There were less Hasidic Jews in New York that were getting shots. There were people uh, who were Muslims who were not getting shots. So it makes sense that yeah. they were doing this. But then, but that's one thing. That's one thing to say, okay, fine. <clears throat> but were they asking the question, like, where are these people getting their information? And that's how mm -hmm. they came up to the list that you were on? Yeah. So their, um, their uh, target of this list, you know, as I said, there was profiling these four ethnic communities and trying to figure out how the information, you know, how they share information and where they get their sources and how it spreads. Uh, and this report is not is not particularly effective in in doing it. So the you know, as I said, the information gathering while they were using high tech tools, uh, the, it seems that it's just a listing of you know they have a there's a template for each report that they make and and mm -hmm. then they provide information as far as you know how many times it was liked shared and you know this sort of uh, statistics um, and I don't know if there were maybe some other reports that were more like numerical summaries but this was just kind of a template what the person said uh, on which show for example and uh, how it was shared and how many likes and tweets it got and so forth you know what's, what's interesting it's it's I have thought since the very very beginning that the, the that the governments and the pharma and the fauci's and the Collinses of the world would do everything they possibly could to not create a vax hesitancy arena mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They said that they were safe and effective when we know they're not safe and effective for everybody. 
they gaslit the vax injured, which we know to date, you know, they still haven't officially come out to recognize the vascular and the neurological injuries, although mm -hmm. they did do the cardios in, I think it was April of 2021. But at the same time, I think it's interesting because number one, we don't even know if they're, if they're, if this group's research is correct, they may have just made this up to say, oh, these communities who are vax hesitant are listening to you and Bobby and other people when in fact, no, they might just come to these conclusions on their own. Because as far as I know, unless you tell me differently now, you've never gone out and targeted any groups. You just put your information out for the world. Isn't that correct? Well, yeah, absolutely. And actually this, this, uh, this whole set of reports, you know, 850 pages, while it does, well, well, the ostensible, ostensible purpose was to say hyper-local, hyper-local information sharing, what they're realizing, I mean, there were only a few people who they profiled who actually were in New York City. Like, for example, Naomi Wolf, uh, they said, oh, she lives in New York City. And, uh, you know, a couple of others. She lives in, doesn't she live in upstate New York? Yeah, but for some reason they said that she lives in, in New York City. Well, at well, least right, she's right there. That's an inaccuracy. Yeah, at least she lives in, in New York. <laughs> and there were maybe, you know, a couple of other uh, New York-based uh, commentators. But the majority, vast majority of that list is global news in, and, uh, you know, people from other countries, um, you know, myself, I'm on the West Coast. Uh, so, you know, Mike Eden is UK and uh, there are Canadian sources, Australian sources. Yeah, there's Maria Zeev in Australia and New Zealand. So, so they're collecting global source. So people are just getting like we have global Internet. So I'm not sure what the, what was the purpose of. It could, it could be that they just made you up, put you on the list because they had to deliver something to the New York Department of Health who was asking, why do we have these? hesitancy and who's to blame for it is mm -hmm. if <clears throat> and, it, and part of it's because they don't want to look in the mirror uh, yeah and all, all all they did is just showed new york uh city department of health that they're completely ineffective that they cannot suppress information i mean which which we which we know which we know, know. <clears throat> we know that yeah, we all know this is, you know, beginner's guide into the obvious. And, uh, it, you know, so, that is, so that's how that list looks. And in fact, I, I, I've read a bunch of reports and they seem to be accurate. The stuff that they profiled for me are two reports. I'm, I'm appearing in two reports and uh, it's completely accurate uh, what I said. And, and it's all based on uh, FOIA information that I reviewed and things that are currently on the, on the FDA website. So they're saying it's misinformation while exact, you know, report what they put in, put in there is information that's currently on the FDA website. So I'm, so I don't even know how they, they're just saying, well, somebody is speaking against the vaccine must be misinformation. Well, not only that, but they don't talk about your, <clears throat> the gravitas of your experience in the pharmaceutical world. No. They, don't, they don't talk about Pfizer. They don't talk about you've got 30 years experience. You're an entrepreneur. You've, you've dealt with 60 pharmaceutical companies throughout the world. I mean, this is, this is um, you know, it, to me, this is amateurville. Somebody gave these guys a big contract. They came up with something, and then they, they decided to just put it together and claim that, oh, yes, all these people all over the world in these communities in New York are listening to you guys who are all over mm -hmm. the world. I, you know, I kind of doubt that. 
because for the African Americans, there's a hesitancy because of Tuskegee, the history of that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, um, it, it's just again, it's a game. It's amateur because eventually, and you and I have talked about this at great length, even you know, off camera, they will not win. No, at the end of the day, they will not win because truth prevails. Truth prevails, and and actually, all these all these um, actions backfired on them so badly because uh, not only the there is no COVID short uptake anymore to speak of, you know, very, very, very low. I, I don't know. There are some obviously completely brainwashed and deluded people who still get them. But if you look at the overall statistics for the U.S., those numbers are just, you know, hovering around zero. Uh, and that there's there's been a huge um, sort of, uh, you know, positive, in my opinion, uh, backlash against all of the vaccines and now against animal vaccines also. So well, not, that, not only that, but there, there's, you know, this is the unintended consequence of what these people have done. Mm-hmm. They probably never wanted to have the increase in mistrusting health, medicine in the traditional way that people have experienced it in the West. And mm-hmm. a lot of people now are going homeopathic and basically mm-hmm. saying, <clears throat> You know, if my doctor went along with this, then, you know, how much is he getting? They're, they're asking the questions. How much was he paid? If they had a loved one who died in a hospital, put on a ventilator, why didn't they, you know, why didn't they resuscitate them? Why didn't I get in to see them? Why didn't they listen to me as a healthcare advocate for my loved one? I mean, all these questions are out there. It's, it's a matter of, you know, and every, everybody has their own story. Every mm-hmm. family has their own story. Every neighborhood has their own story. But you can't ignore the evidence, even from, you know, the sudden deaths in young people, the increase in the hearts uh, situation and the anxiety that goes along with not knowing. And you and I both know a lot of vax injured who Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning and they don't know what their day is going to be because they are such severe injuries. Yeah. And and there's a lot of information now coming out about uh, the overall this this whole idea of vaccination as it's being just a systematic poisoning yeah and um there is so much so much information pointing to the skyrocketing rates of autism i just had a conversation with my neighbor who were interested in this and and i said look once you know what to look for almost every family has a vaccine injured child including my own uh, and those those injuries are the variety of them, but the obviously the most the most horrific ones are such you know the, the autism, and that used to be one in a million. It, it used to like did not exist. Then it was one in ten thousand. Again, very very rare. Today it's one in thirty, mm-hmm. and it's still mm-hmm. accelerating. And that's and that's and that's what Bobby Kennedy has been asking the public. We need to have this, and he also was asked by. Pardon, I have to say pardon me because I'm losing my voice. Um, he was also asked by um, President Trump during his transition in 2016 leading into 2017 before Trump's inaugural to oversee a VAX safety commission that Bill Gates <coughs> interrupted and admittedly so, public, admitted in public, and basically told uh, Trump, you know, let that go. But now Trump is saying on the campaign trail, 
that there should be a commission if he if he becomes president of the United States. And Bobby certainly is saying that on the campaign trail. Something needs to be done because something happened. He's got seven kids and his kids all have some type of allergies. And and that is not when Bobby and I were kids growing up. We didn't we didn't have autism. I, I and I agree with Bobby. I don't think I knew one child who had autism. I knew a I knew a family who had a Down syndrome child when I was when I was very little. But that is about it. Exactly. I, that was my experience as well. And also people are saying, well, you know, all these environmental toxins everywhere. You know what? I, I actually I grew up in this third world country. I grew up in one of the most polluted cities in on the planet. Zaporizhia is one of the most polluted cities on the planet. We had 200 industrial uh, plants located upstream on the river. We were drinking water from the river, the whole city. And it's a city of about a million people. Uh, and these were all kinds of chemical industrial plants polluting the our uh, local river, like a creek that was going through the city, was a, was sludge. It was sludge. You could stand on it at some point. Wow. Uh, and uh, you know what? I did not know anybody with autism. Nobody had allergies. There was no such thing as a peanut allergy. Uh, there was no. And I said, yeah, there was one child uh, I knew in school with mild form of uh, Down syndrome. He was totally communicative, speaking, actually learning English. Um, and, uh, you know, so that was it. That was my experience. So while I am against environmental pollution, obviously, I, I, th I think that needs to be under control and, and cleaned up. But I'm saying it's not it. That's not what's causing autism. So do you, do you think <clears throat> that we, as an older generation, what is it about Gen Six or does it not Six Gen Z that doesn't quite understand it? They think this is normal when, in fact, we're trying to tell them no. There was a world before, you know, pre-internet. There's a whole world out there that was healthier than these kids are growing up. Why is it that they're not listening? Any thoughts? I, 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 I really, I think it's well, it's, 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 um, it's my generation it's, it's the boomer generation who are the grandparents and my generation who are parents uh, my kids are the z uh generation and, and both of them are more red pill than i am they red pilled me so i it my sample is not representative <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they woke you up they, they woke me up yes uh so my sample may be not representative although i think there's some percentage of the gen z's um that are much more aware and awake and are listening and looking into this um now kids the health is a very interesting subject because when you're young you think you're invincible and children are very not interested in that subject at all uh who are interested in it is mothers and, and grandmothers uh, also, men are not particularly interested in that subject either. As you can see in our, you know, health freedom movement, it's 90% women and 90% of, you know, our generation, you, you know, your generation uh, and people even older. Um, you know, when I go speak at the international conferences, it's also primarily women and primarily older people, people, um, you know, older than 50, I would say. Uh, because that's the time in life when you become aware of your body. Well, not <laughs> everything that can really be. don't care what somebody thinks. I mean, let's talk mm -hmm. about that. You know, there's, there's also the influence with younger generations that they want to be part of the tribe. They want to be part of the club. And if you grew up on in the internet where you, you, your, you know, your self-esteem was based upon how many likes and 
strangers called you friend, mm -hmm. then you're living in a world that doesn't, it's not a reality. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it really is a metaverse. I mean, Zuckerberg doesn't have to create metaverse. He already did it. Okay. Because there's a, there's a delusion and an illusion that you are liked when in fact, they don't know who you are. They couldn't care less. Absolutely. And, and not only that, but, you know, as we've seen from this uh, report and for, from this group sense company, and, and they're by far not the only one. I'm sure there are dozens and dozens of these groups out there. They create fake accounts. Right. And, you know, I can tell which ones are fake online. Uh, and uh, but but the younger person might not figure this out because they don't have they have limited interaction with actual live human beings. Um, and if you don't have practice in distinguishing speech of a person from a speech of a, a bot, perhaps driven, you know, semi-automated, right. highly automated bot driven by some intelligence agency um, employee, uh, you want, you will think that that's reality. You will think that that's how real people interact. Well, Sasha, I think it's great that you've got the attitude, you know, game on. Isn't this fun? I made the list, you know, and, 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 and you look at it as a joke because that's exactly what people should do. They should not be intimidated because they're on a list because of some guys who, you know, want to put you on a list and claim you're something that you're not. You're accurate. And that's why we always have had you and appreciate having you because and why you're a contributor to CDM. Um, because you know <laughs> we put out the truth, and we really don't care if they come, you know if they come after us, they come after our contributors, because we know we know what the truth is. It's it's uh, you know it's fighting. It's it's almost like it's it's high school. It is, or except yeah. for the fact it's so serious because people have died, because people have been disabled by this onslaught of you know lies. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, even though I think these guys are evil and they're working for evil, I don't wish them ill. And in fact, I hope and I always said uh, in my interactions and uh, emails and, and in other places that, you know, if they've profiled my reports, I hope they read them. Mm -hmm. I hope they I hope they saved themselves. I hope they got rid pilled themselves. I hope they stop vaccinating their children themselves. Because that's how we get out of this. Um, and, you know, so they, they read my reports. They put me in the list. Wonderful. I hope they actually read them. Sasha, on that note, thank you very much for being with us this weekend. And for those that are out watching, take this, take this message home. Don't be afraid. None of us are afraid. Yeah. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. We always appreciate having you.